A new readiness campaign from FEMA. Welcome back to Textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from FEMA is senior official Sherman Gillums. Hi, Sherman. Hi, Fred. It's good to be here with you this morning. Thank you. Well, September is National Preparedness Month, and FEMA, along with the Ad Council, is reaching out to the public. The theme is a lasting legacy. Give us a, a bit of an overview here. When we think about the uh, history of preparedness in our country, uh, crisis affects everybody, but there are communities that get disproportionately affected and impacted because of poor infrastructure. There could be socioeconomic realities for many. Uh, and in this case, this month, we want to draw attention to communities of color, a uh, community I grew up within, where preparedness uh, wasn't always a priority because of other issues. But when the worst happens, we find out quickly that uh, that lack of preparedness can ha have a cumulative effect on those communities and it's harder to recover for many. And so for those who have lived through that, they have kids, they have grandkids, they're thinking about what can I do today, like an inheritance to ensure that, uh, that they're better prepared than perhaps our grandparents and parents were. Uh, so this month we're gonna put an emphasis on being prepared and, and having that uh, lasting legacy be a part of that preparedness. My baby's back from the West Coast. <laughs> Hear those pictures that you asked for for your school project? First day of school, cute as a button. <laughs> <laughs> so long ago. Oh, here's Grandma Florence after that flood wiped out the whole neighborhood. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. Ah, those beans smell heavenly. Mm -hmm. Give mom a little credit. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. Oh, great idea. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay. Smart. I'm coming to share with you guys. Protect your legacy. Plan for natural disasters today. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan. It's interesting. It seems like uh, as, as, don't need to tell FEMA. There's always something, whether it's something going on right now or something to worry about. And of course, we have places in the country right now with a water emergency uh, down south in Mississippi and, and so much more. What are some of the steps that we should all be thinking about taking? Well, if everybody who's listening right now is near a computer, you can go on ready.gov and you'll find a litany of resources and ideas, things you might not have thought of. Um, one of the ways we're asking people to be prepared is to stay informed. In most areas, you're going to have an evacuation alert system. You're going to have ways to be warned about what's happening. Um, so when the worst happens, you're not trying to guess. You're not thinking through things for the first time. You actually hear guidance on where to go. And um, the other part of the uh, stay informed is uh, you can go on the ready.gov website and download the FEMA app. There's a FEMA app that you can keep on your phone, you can put in your location, you can find out what types of things happen in your area typically. And so there's a bit of, bit of predictability built into being uh, informed about what can happen. Uh, but then what you wanna do is you wanna uh, make a plan. What's your plan? And it's not always fun to talk about things like that. It's no fun to buy life insurance you know, and, and, and prepare for the worst, but it, it, the least worst time is when things aren't happening and you have time to sit with your family, talk about the roles that your kids can play in family preparedness. Get to know your neighbors. I mean, if there's a, a reason you need to go knock on the door to uh, meet someone who lives near you, talk about what the, what the community could do uh, if the worst were to happen. Uh, and then lastly, make a kit. 
right? I'm a person with a disabling condition. We have people with disabilities all around the country who are fairly independent. Some may need a, a caregiver or a service animal. What are you going to do when uh, a storm happens, when a flood happens? Think about it now. Have your kit ready. So if you've got to have extra medication, if you've got to have documents, your medical records, phone numbers for people that need to be contacted so you can get in touch with uh, other family members or physicians, uh, things like inner tube tires, extra medication in waterproof packets. There's so many things we can do now or at least think about now so that if we're in a situation where we don't have a lot of time to think, we're at least prepared to some level to, uh, to endure the storm. Now, for a lot of people, they may wonder where the line is. There can be a fine line between being, I guess, what you'd call a worry wart, someone who's always nervous about things, and someone who's trying to be sensible being prepared here. It can be tough to draw the line here. Well, if you bring it full circle to what I said about staying informed, there are some areas where you see tornadoes and uh, uh, hurricanes every year, right? They're not a surprise. You don't want to give up, you know, your land. Maybe you've lived there for a long time or your family has invested many years. Um, so it's not as if we're asking people to constantly worry, but we are saying that uh, the worst time to realize you need a plan is when you don't have one and the top and the crisis sits on top of you. Um, so again, it's just like buying life insurance. It's just like doing all the things you do for your loved ones, writing a will, all those things. They're not fun, uh, but, but the best time to explore uh, and maybe worry a little bit because you do have to think about, you know, what happens to your home if it's wiped away in a tornado alley or, or an area where hurricanes are typical. Um, and, uh, and, if you, and if you put a little bit of thought into that when the stress isn't, doesn't sit upon you, um, it's, it's not really worrying. It's really just being prepared. And one of the things that we've been seeing of late, I suppose, are areas that maybe weren't prone to certain types of disasters before. All of a sudden, you're seeing tornado warnings. I live in New Jersey, and we've seen tornado warnings where we never saw them before, or at least with that kind of frequency. So things are changing. Well, many states, uh, you think about a place like New Jersey, and you think about the metropolitan area. There are some rural areas in New Jersey. There are some areas that are as rural as parts of Kentucky and, and Montana. Um, here in, in Virginia, you've got trees everywhere, mudslides, things like that can happen. It doesn't have to be, when you think about a, 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 an emergency, it's not always a tornado or hurricane. Sometimes it can be a flood because of an, uh, an artificial reservoir. We saw what happened in Sandy, in Houston. That wasn't floodwaters from the ocean. That was a, a dam that had given way. And of course, Katrina is, a, is this perhaps the most compelling case study for what can happen when weather meets man-made uh, vulnerabilities. And, uh, and it culminated into what was perhaps one of the worst disasters in modern times. Um, but there are pockets around the country that haven't been hit. And it's easy to uh, sit within that certainty that it can't happen. But that's exactly why a crisis is a crisis, that lack of preparedness becomes uh, multiplied by the fact that people just didn't expect it to happen. Hell, I've seen an earthquake happen in New York and in Washington, D.C., after living in California for many years uh, where earthquakes were pretty common. And for the first time, people had experienced that. It was uh, a, a bit of a panic that sets in. But once that happens and we've been warned, the best thing we can do is, is to mitigate the, uh, the liability and damage that can happen by not underestimating how likely it can, uh, it can impact just about any area. 
And when you talk about building a kit, I guess that can mean different things to, to different people because I can go into um, a, a Costco and buy a big box of food that will, I guess, not go bad for months or, or, or years. Are we talking that kind of thing or are we talking the stuff that you need just to be able to get out of your house safely? Well, that's the $64,000 question because it's going to differ for many people. Again, for somebody who has a disabled condition, I work for the Office of Disability Integration and Coordination. We're asking people who have a service animal, how are you going to feed your service animal if you're in an evacuation center? Um, if you have a wheelchair, how are you going to do repairs or replace a tire if it breaks? If you're a person who has hearing aids, you're going to you need batteries, perhaps, if you're, if you're uh, sheltering in place longer than you expected. And of course, there are going to be things you can't predict. We don't know how long we may have to shelter in place in some instances. But if you think about it, about a month or a month or two, if you think about how you're going to get your Medicaid, uh, medications refilled by doctors, you think about where the local CVS or the VA hospital, that's why it's important to sit down and think through all those things when times are clear, uh, you know, when, when, when times are uh, quote unquote normal, because you're going to have the least amount of anxiety. Even if there is a bit of anxiety, you're not thinking about that. As the, as the storm is coming through, you're thinking about it when you can ask questions, go on ready.gov, click through all the links where people have lived through these things and provided ideas on what they did to prepare. So it's not really about finding that perfect solution, but the, the most imperfect solution is to not be ready and not have a plan. And of course, you, you mentioned the app that FEMA has created here and that, that I assume that's really for all platforms, Android, iOS. Well, it has to be because we don't determine how people interact with this information. I think there's there's even a um, uh, the, an Instagram, a FEMA Instagram page, so that if they're if they're the younger listeners or people who are young at heart tend to go onto social media for their information, there's a place to interact with the content there. Uh, but it does all come back to ready.gov, where you can find the app, download download it, and then you've got it on your phone as a quick reference. Um, so if you if you are one of those people who don't want to worry about it, but you're hearing on the news, you're watching the weather channel, the storm is imminent, you're not totally uh, made vulnerable. You have ways to uh, mitigate what can happen to your property, to your life, to your family, uh, by just thinking through all the ways that you might wanna prepare. Uh, and you can scroll through the app and see the litany of, uh, of tools and, and supports, such as how do I sign up for alerts? Where do I go for that? You know, what if, what if, I'm, what if I'm deaf or, or blind and I need to have that that assistive, uh, an assistive device or an assistive enhancement to getting information. Those things have all been thought through and they're available for anyone who wants to go on ready.gov and find out more about it. Again, the site, uh, we've said it a few times, ready.gov. Sherman Gillums, thank you so much for spending time with us. I appreciate the opportunity to do so.